This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink (laughs) Chicks. We're very nervous because today's the first day we're like fully video recording this. Yes. And we're we're like we don't know what we're to do awkward. with our hands. We're very oh, we don't know what to do with our hands. My 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 knee is at my bosom. Weird things are happening. It is okay. Actually, when I do therapy, my knee is usually at my bosom. <laughs> is that a self-protective thing? I'm not sure. I just feel more comfortable. Like, my knee's up. With your knee at your bosom. I always wonder, like, how my I'm clients... Very, I'm such a, um, a Jewish grandmother right now. Your yes. bosom. My bosom. <laughs> bubala. My bubala. Okay. Hey. It's the it's today's the last episode of season two. Of season two. And so we wanted to talk about endings. And transitions. And transitions. Because a few things that I would say season two was very transitional time we were trying out a lot of stuff by the end of the season we said we don't like this <laughs> also it was 2020 was 20 that was hard really hard that was hard a lot yes. of transitions and in so, 2020 so we the cool thing about transitions though is like you do get to sort of say like we have to make it less about like what am I running from as opposed to what am I walking towards Oh my God! Because Did you just think about that right now? No, I've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. It's just beautiful. I mean, I'll take the credit, but no, 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 that's been said before, um, by someone, by me, probably on this show, honestly. So, um, 
it is cool to think about there was some shit that did not work in this season for us. No. There were some growing pains. And we're going to take a three-week break now before we get to season three, because a lot of cool stuff's going to happen for season three, and it's going to be back to you and I, majority. And we're more seasoned now. Unless, like, Michelle Obama's like, I'd like to come on. And then we're like, Absolutely. Yes, yes, please, you are my president. And then it's okay. 100%. Right? We're bringing Michelle Obama on okay. immediately. <laughs> well, you know, wait, but your dream guest currently is Demi Lovato. Well, I just watched her documentary. Yes. And I just, it was all about her being authentic. So she recorded a documentary in 2018 that got halted because she overdosed. Yeah. But in the 2018 one, she wasn't as authentic. She felt like the cameras couldn't really, like, see her authentic self. And so in this documentary, she's being really authentic. I just feel like very much aligns with our message. So if you happen to know Demi Lovato (laughs) or Michelle Obama... Or Where anyone else, for that matter. Interesting. But besides that, so yeah. So, but also, we want to talk about this today because something we haven't talked about is loss of pets. Oof. And you just had a loss this week. So, on Sunday, my poor kitty passed away suddenly out of nowhere. Like, out of Absolutely out of nowhere. nowhere. I mean, we were Emily slept over actually <laughs> on Wednesday. Should we be telling people about our sleepovers in our thirties? A hundred percent. Because I think we need to normal. <laughs> I think we need to normalize that. Can we normalize sleepovers? And we had the time of our lives. The time of our lives. Um, but yes, Tato was completely he was fine. Totally fine. Time. And even minutes before he passed away, he was totally fine. I was hanging out with him. The sun was setting. Yeah. It was really a beautiful evening, scene yeah. and an evening before it happened. And um, he, we're not fully sure what happened, but the doctor told us it was probably a blood clot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like he was having a seizure or a stroke or something. And it happened in a matter of seconds, like 30 seconds. And you were by yourself. I was by myself. So I called my husband and I was like, something's wrong with Tater. I was screaming and crying. It was really, really terrible. Um, And, you know, from there, I I had to call the doctor and they told me that he's probably passed. So there was nothing I could have done. It was... Talk about a lack of control. Oh, my God. Right? Like, how many of us is that? I th- I actually have this thought all the time about my dog, Murphy, because Murphy is so big, I could not pick him up. Like, what would I do if this happened? Yes. I wouldn't be able to put him in the car and bring him somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right? And so it is this thing. We've talked a lot about, like, grief, preparation for grief, what this looks like. And I don't think we've really talked about how incredibly difficult it can be um, to lose an animal and also because the fact, like, the world doesn't, like, stop spinning, right? Like, it could be, like, such an important part of your life, such an important family member, and nobody is really getting – no one, no one's getting, like, family medical leave for the death of their pet. And totally. they well, well, it's another form, I think, of disenfranchised grief. Yes. Right? So I think, I think for people who do have pets – they completely understand people who have lost pets before mm-hmm. there the grief is so real like the day after I mean the day of I was a mess my husband was a mess the day after I could not stop crying yeah 
I was so lucky to have you, so lucky to have Nikki, who were, like, picking up the slack because I could not function. Well, and thank goodness you're in a job where you are able to, like, take that time. And, like, we have so much privilege with that. Most people don't have that. Absolutely. Like, we don't live in a country that honors grief. And it's interesting. We talk about this because my uncle died last week. Yes. And And you're right. And there's grief in your family, too. Wait, so, but it's so interesting because my uncle died in Amsterdam last week. And it's very different. Oh, yeah. Please tell. Yes. Can we talk about this? Right? Yes. Like the different ways that, like, we, like, honor grief in different countries. So here's the wildest part, right? In the United States, it's fucking ridiculous. First of all, the fact that you get a bill, you can die and get a bill. The way I, like, got a bill when I miscarried, you know? Like, all this stuff, right? So. It's like, oh, you lost someone. Here's <laughs> pay us the money. <laughs> It's some money, right? Because, like, we have a very bad system. Where in Amsterdam, where my uncle was living, my mom flew out to Amsterdam to be there because he doesn't have any family there. Amsterdam is beautiful. Amsterdam is beautiful. Well, it's pretty rainy this time of year, but it's quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. And um, a lot of bike riders. But they don't have HIPAA in Amsterdam. Interesting. And because they don't have HIPAA in Amsterdam, every doctor that had seen him came in and said something to my mom every nurse was like checking in on wow. her they put after he passed they put this like beautiful calligraphy sign on the door of his room so like when my mom walked out of the room the, the, the signs had like passed so when my mom walked out of the room um uh, people were like i'm really sorry wow they had put up pictures that were on his phone like they oh while he was passing they brought in a cart of tea and cookies the U.S. would never. 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 They'd give you a bill. <laughs> Immediately give you a bill. Yes. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. 
I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. So it is so interesting to think about how grief is done with all different cultures, how grief is how grief is handled in different countries, and how grief is handled based on what that grief looks like. Is it a person? Is it a pet? Is it a divorce? Right? Like, is it the year twenty twenty? Did you know? My friend told me this recently. Did you know that there's death doulas? Yes, <gasps> we should have a death. I that was just actually, thinking that we so should have a death doula. Philly death doula. You can follow on Instagram, and she's so cool. Really? Yes, you have to follow her stuff. What a, like, what an intense job to have, but what a beautiful thing to do. Thing to do, and almost like a reframe for what's happening because, like, the death tool is almost helping them transition well it's true right i mean like if i because i had a birth doula right? right my amazing birth doula and like and that was about how to welcome your child into the world in a peaceful intention yeah. setting and so why would we not want death to be the same way right, right. if i'm going to be welcomed into this world this way i'd like to be also welcomed out of the i mean leaving the world with dignity and intention yes. and um if we get the chance to do that if we know that we're having a sickness if there's time to prepare we're able to do that but often it's totally sudden. Right. And like I think that, that that makes grief much more complicated when it's sudden, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when when you're when you have a loved one that's sick, um, your mind is already preparing, yeah. right? Your mind is almost in that process when it happens out of nowhere. Grief is much more complicated. And so You know, while I was grieving, and I'm still in the process of grieving, every day it gets a little bit easier, but I'm also very conscious of how I'm grieving. I told told Emily this last night. I (laughs) I sound like a complete psychopath because – I shouldn't use the word psychopath – but because while I'm grieving, I'm thinking about, okay, like how am I grieving? Like what's this like for me because I want to – really get in touch with my experience so that I can understand other people's experience of grief. Yeah. Um, and so the day after, I just let myself cry whenever I needed to cry. And it almost felt, you know when you you know when you cry sometimes and you're like, okay, I feel better after I cry. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite. A the, good cry. Maybe. A good cry. Really lets it out. There's a release. Yeah. It is not the same in grief. No. You cry and it's just still there and it just still comes up. Emily also asked me, she asked me to cry on this episode and I was like, (laughs) I don't know if I can. Um, But But you're so good at crying. Thank you. I know. Well, as soon as I feel it, I'm like, 
I'm I'm pushing this out. Like I need I yeah. need it to come out. So, um, but yeah, it was totally different. You let yourself cry and you still feel mm-hmm. it. Like I could be in the middle of doing something, watching a movie, whatever that has nothing to do with animals or you know it's it just comes it just comes up out of nowhere and I think that you're right there's a you know I'm very privileged in the fact that I had that space and and can still create that space to be able to grieve Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't aren't able to create that for themselves and so and also a lot of people aren't surrounded by people that like honor that right right. we're like I mean like how often have you heard these stories of people saying like it was just a pet get over it or it was just a job get over it there's another one right so anything that can feel like loss if you are surrounded by people in your life that also are unable or unwilling to make space for you to do that that makes it incredibly difficult because it feels so minimizing and you're just shoving that shit down totally and i think that that's to make while you're grieving to also make a conscious decision and i know it's hard to make a conscious decision while you're Mm. grieving but of who you lean on who you talk to that there are going to be some people who can't do that can't go who can't do that and that's not not any fault of theirs they're just unable to connect with it um, in the same way, it, I think it's the same thing for cats too. You know, I think it's easier for people to connect with losing a dog, but if you have no relationship with a cat, it's harder to understand that connection too. So, but isn't just the same as Eddie? That's a hundred percent. I mean, we're talking about dogs and cats. What about gerbils or parrots? Totally, or gerbils, I, or fish. I I had so I killed so many gerbils in my youth. So it's very, you had gerbils. Well, I think we had we had a hamster that bit. I remember this hamster <laughs> that bit my finger so bad one time, and then it bit the babysitter's finger. And I I do believe, if I remember correctly, <laughs> no, my no. mother just released it into the woods, and she was like, "He's going to go visit his family," <laughs> and like that hamster didn't. It didn't come back no. from that family vacation. No, it did not. <laughs> I had I had turtles. I was I had that, to girl. that surprises me a, a ton. Guess what my turtle's name was? If you Shelly. Shelly was the girl. Of course it was. And the boy, what would you say his name is? Turtle. <laughs> my turtle. Sheldon. Oh fucking. Of I course. was just real original. You were I still so am original. But you know, I had a turtle in college named Shelly. You did? Only- is it, do you think it's the same one? <laughs> Probably they lived that long. <laughs> I think I did. I think Shelly definitely died. Oh. Sheldon also. It's like they, they just right. start floating but it's to also, the top. But also, okay, that's like another thing, right? It's so like in my childhood, no, I wouldn't say I had these like strong emotional connections to these pets, but other people totally may have. But Tater was with you from when we were in grad school. Yes. I got Tater in grad school after I broke up with my boyfriend. Remember that? Or as I was about to break up with my boyfriend. I do remember because I, I was in support of that breakup. Of course. I believe my husband called that person. I believe there was one time where my husband was like, Jen is so cool. That guy's a dud. What's the deal? <laughs> do you remember this? He was a lovely man. A lovely, really yes. nice man. Not the right fit, I would it's say. not the fit. And that's totally fine, right? But so then Tater was like a big part. Like you, like, There was this fear of like... Once again, a fear. If I end this relationship, will I find someone else? They're nice enough. Right. And I was, I was, they don't care about me. It was early 20s. And at the time, time. scary time. And we were in grad school learning about ourselves in a way too much (laughs) that is so overwhelming. And so I got tater during that time. Um, Same time I got my nose job. We're just gonna be uh, no honest on here. No one's listening to this yeah. episode. I so, right. 
Yes. What a transition. Remember but, we had a going away party for my nose job. Yes. But a lot of people really shit on you for that they nose did. job. They did, yeah. You they were really. hate in grad school for that nose job. Yeah. You know, I think it made me stronger. Because <laughs> a lot of people said, oh, we'll just accept yourself the way it is. And yes. you're like, hey, but like this is something I've always wanted. Totally. And it goes into like, still, once again, like shouldn't we have freedom and control to make any decision about our yes. body and whatever there that is, right? Like as someone who like believes in self-acceptance i also don't believe it's my place to put on anyone else what they do with their body totally and i think if something makes you comfortable yes it's it's something you can absolutely do but there's a i mean actually i don't know i was trying to make the connection here i was gonna say (laughs) there's a grief in letting go of my old nose i don't think that was accurate that one one you're really reaching for i know but so there's a grief in a transition and it's funny though because what we can link is that like there's going to be people supportive in any transition there's going to be people not supportive in any transition there's going to be people that you can go to things the different transitions that make us feel very isolated did you feel isolated in your grief this week no, not at all. Oh, that's nice. Really not at all because I, I once again, was trying to be very conscious of what I was doing mm-hmm. while I was grieving. Um, and so in allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to feel it, like I, I reached out to people, which yeah. I think is really essential to do, mm-hmm. um, at least for me. Yeah. I, you know, you can't speak to anyone. If some people need to – I was also isolated in my house. You know, it's not like I had a lot yes, of people yeah. around me and I could create space for myself mm-hmm. to not – see people and so it was important for me to reach out to to friends to family and I had so many people who were connecting with me which really meant so much and so I think that that was a big part of it is that I didn't feel isolated everyone Mm -hmm. was like call me if you need me yeah yeah um and so I don't feel isolated in it um I I know that it's still gonna come up yeah and I'm a go ahead but no it's just it's, it's just it's interesting the conversation about grief in this year. I, we keep calling it 2020. I, I'm aware that it's 2021, but I'm it's not. Still, but it feels it feels so everlasting. It does. And you know, there has been over 500,000 people that have died of COVID. Yes. The amount of grief we've been surrounded by this year is unbelievable. Absolutely, and also whether it's death, whether it's a, losing a job, yeah. whether you know, especially if you had your sense of self connected to your job. You know, there's such a grief that can come with that. And mm-hmm. so there's this, this, I think for a lot of people, was a year of grieving. I think it also is a year of transitions and new beginnings, mm. you know? And so I think, too, with grief, something I'm processing is what does my life look like without Tater? And he was just, I think, too, with a pet, they're just such a part of yeah. your day-to-day. day-to-day, you know? Like, if, if a grandparent dies, it's very sad, and yeah. but they're... Uh, you know well, in certain people, yeah, yeah some so people, for certain they're people they're, home, yeah right um but if they're not part of your day-to-day it's it's a different type of grief I think that when when something when someone or something is part of your day-to-day that you yeah. lose there's a level of kind of understanding what does my life look like also my dog is grieving too that's, I mean that's horrible which is so sad but you're right like so it's this thing that's so automatic right so whether it's like oh I pick up the phone to call this person and yeah. think that they're gonna answer or I want to tell them about something or I want to I just go fill up his water bowl yes. or something right like these things that are so automatic just happening so naturally yes. and last week's episode we talked to Dr. Jen about mindfulness yes Right. And so like and, and I think that that was really interesting, especially as it comes to grief of like being aware because like we're on such autopilot for so much of our actions and yes. so much of our day to day 
that it can then bring that like maybe like what like you know I'm having my morning coffee and I'm hanging out it's not a problem and then I think oh I forgot to feed him and it's like oh wait oh wait I don't have to yeah right well the good thing about cats is that they're like pretty easy (laughs) (laughs) there's only so much you have to do with cats But I think I think just the piece of like one thing that keeps coming to mind is I would be very conscious about leaving the door open mm. because you know cats get out. Louis will stay with me no matter what. Um, but I don't have to be conscious of leaving the door open anymore, which I notice every time I'm leaving the house. I'm recognizing that I'm not. I, I don't have to be worried That's about leaving. Really the door. fun to feel. Yeah. Every All time, day long. constantly, exactly. So I think that the there's so many small, very yeah. small triggers that we don't think about um, that come up when we're grieving, and, and and so that's that's kind of what I was saying is like you could be doing something so mundane, yeah. and it could come up so quickly. Where and I think too, I'm feeling it more when when my husband is home and mm-hmm. like and the whole family's together yeah um because it it feels more so like something's missing like yeah. when we're all spread apart it's like okay we're just in different places well, it's funny like you even just laughed and minimized family but like that is your family jen it's totally my family right? like you just use humor to like well, your how do you feelings. think i cope with everything humor it's <laughs> why the podcast works it's why we're funny we use a lot of humor we've but, really really gotten good at coping like just, that you just like sort of casually said family but like jen that's your family a hundred percent whether there is uh, um i was about to say earth beings wait what whether <laughs> there is earth beings or not i think i meant humans earth earth beings okay it's really good this is are you are you an alien do we need to talk about this are you actually an alien this is this is going to be like a men in black experience where like emily just rips off her skin yo what is it more sugar (laughs) you like the part of men in black when he like sugar yes yes yo i fucking love men in black it's a great show i mean clearly so like even though they weren't earth beings <laughs> we're losing it we can't we need to bring it back bring it back to what i don't know we got nothing but once again we're using humor to deflect <laughs> the sadness of the situation the sadness, right but i was just i just had to point out for you so anyone listening know that whatever your family looks like it is a family absolutely it does not fucking matter and, you know like earth being or not earth being or not but some, but but two you know i think <laughs> i think i think i think really recognizing that too some people have to choose their family right like we yeah. don't choose the family that we're born into yeah but um, you can choose your family outside of that. exactly so you Fuck c- yeah you can choose your family outside of that and that that is also your family yeah. right and so to lose that, whether it's through death, whether it's through some sort of relationship ending, mm-hmm. um, you know, is really real. Yeah. And so to – and, you know, I've talked to a lot of clients. When they lose pets, there's such a heartache that comes with it. And it – you know, even before I lost Hater, and I think it's different too. When you raise something from like a very small – you know, child, yeah. 
um, there's a different type of connection. He was so little. He was so little. He was so tiny when and you first so got him. so cute. He used to bite my toes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a totally different experience. And so when I have clients come in who talk about, like, the loss of a pet – the hurt is so intense yeah. and I could, I could feel it, you know? And, and I've had that, like, I've had sessions with people where they talk about a dog from, like, years before and yeah. it still brings up so much pain, Totally. Right? So, like, and I think, so you're right, like, I think it is, I love that you brought up this term of disenfranchised grief again. I think that is a word every person, every term, every term, you need to take every this Every earth being. Every earth who being doesn't understand this term. Understand right. disenfranchised grief. Right. And so that is grief that is not socially um, accepted. It's not one that's socially identified. Mm-hmm. It's not mainstream. So it is, it's totally disenfranchised. And it's a grief that um, comes so much with loss of a pet, yes. fertility, any of these type of things. So, yeah. We should have that pet <gasps> medium on the podcast. Okay, we said Michelle Obama, Demi Lovato, and now the pet medium. So this idea of not having any more guests is going really, really well. I know. I just really want to hear what she has to say without paying her. <laughs> Maybe you should just pay her for the right, service. Right, that's fair. Yeah. But okay, but if you've used a pet medium before, I would like, can you slide into my DMs? I would like yes, to, to hear about know. that experience, what that was, because it seems like it would be incredibly helpful so how about i'll go to the pet medium i'll pay her we'll have a session and then i'll ask her at the end if she'll come on the podcast deal and maybe bring tater on the podcast (sighs) also and tell me what he's saying he well he was talking a fuck ton on wednesday night when i oh yeah he was was very vocal evening yeah he was I think he was okay, though. I think he was fine. I don't think... He didn't know. He was, he was just in was, a new... This was not... Like, it was, like, one of those situations where, like, I missed the signs. Right? And that's... So, th- that, I think, is important to to, yes. to think about, too, is that I keep going back to, like, was there anything that I missed? And also, yeah. uh, I've done a lot of Googling lately, too, because there's a searching for answers when this kind of grief yeah. comes up. And um, information as a coping skill. Exactly. Information and humor. Yeah. Um, And I think that animals are actually really good at hiding any sort of pain they're in as a survival mechanism. And so it's, it's really easy to be like, okay, well, what did I miss? What should I have done? Because it helps you to feel like you have more control over a situation. It's actually just completely out of your control. Yeah. And he was way too young. You know, like cats... Cats are supposed to live till they're like twenty. He How was, old was he? He was eight. God, that's young. Yeah, that is really young for a cat. I know. He was really young, and so it really it just happened so quickly out of nowhere. Um, and I'm just allowing myself to grieve. Yeah. And take care of myself. Yeah. So that I can be there for my clients, so that I can, you know, be there for others in my life mm-hmm. and just like really give to myself during this time and not trying to disenfranchise my own grief. Oh, that's good. Right. Well, it goes back to our self-compassion episode, right? You have a choice, which is to like offer it. If I was going to make the same space and room for other people, I need to at least have the same amount offered to me. Yes. Right. Just like the baseline. I think, too, I was telling you this last night that. It gives you a level of perspective yes. in your life of things could change very quickly out of nowhere. Mm. And it 
really makes you think about like, okay, how do I appreciate every moment that I have with people and have with my animals? I was also thinking about this, that like now that Tater has passed away, that this is like my systemic brain, the pressure I'm putting on myself to take care of Louie. Well, but that's, Jen, that's, we have a conversation about like, is the pendulum so, right? exactly and right? so I'm this very... is this is the conversation of like then we start to overcompensate totally overcompensate in like other relationships and that's where we talk about like the pendulum shift like sw- uh, swing I... pendulum swings the other way yes and i totally noticed that i noticed that i'm like oh i need to take louis on longer walks i need to which yeah. like you know isn't a bad thing but he probably loves it he loves it yeah i'm playing with him more i'm you know just really trying to appreciate every moment that i have with yeah. him um, and everyone in my life, I think it gives you a level of perspective that things could change so quickly and out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so, but systemically thinking about it, it makes me think about like how when there is loss or when something changes, mm. like the way in which it affects how you might parent another child. Yes. Right? Like the pressure that it might put on parents to parent the other child if you know something happens or like when my if like if you've one parent who passes yeah like sometimes there's like this um indebted feeling i feel to the living one yes where or the earth, living earth being. the earth being or the or or sometimes a resentment towards right like another thing that can come up for people is it goes the other way where i feel resentment towards the living earth human <laughs> <laughs> it's just we're never gonna stop with it now no, i think no, no. we just replace so, human yes so i have a question as we head into the next season and we think about what this ending is about and what we want i want to hear your thoughts what we want for the podcast or yeah. just in our lives both is fun but i was thinking specifically the podcast but if you have another one that comes up i'd be interested to hear about that too well, i think i think that you know, when when me and you do episodes together, we're able to get, you know, a level of, like, authenticity. Yeah. And I think that, like, really connecting with our authenticity and also other people's ability to be authentic. I think we've we've given a ton of information on this podcast. I hope. I hope. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. If, if the point is information, so I hope. We hope that that's happening. But I think, too, that... A lot of the feedback that we get is that people are connecting with, like, the authenticity that it's allowing other people to... The humanity, The humanity. It's allowing other people to feel like they can be more human, Mm -hmm. um, that they don't have to put up this facade. And so I think continuing to connect with our authenticity, others' authenticity, showing humanness Mm. um, so that people feel... Like, they can be human themselves. They give themselves more self-compassion. So what do you think would be, what would be, if a client came to you and said, I want to show more humanness, I want to show more authenticity, what what advice would you give? What would you say to them? Because I, I think people want that. I think people are wondering, how the fuck am I more me? Totally. Well, I think, too, the first step is connecting with what's happening for you internally. Right? That sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even realize what's going on mm. for us. Yeah, man. Especially if I'm living in this world, right? It goes back to Dr. Jen's episode, right? How do I reconnect even just that five minutes a day to reground myself and reconnect with yes. me? So I think that the first step is just recognizing what's going on internally for you. Like if – I think one of the hardest things to do is that like if, if society is putting this pressure on you to be a certain way or express things in a certain way or hold things in – 
that we often learn to ignore our feelings or Mm -hmm. our intuition or we ignore kind of our inner world so that we can fit in with what society is asking us to do. Okay. And so I think, you know, just as earth beings, (laughs) we, I said it very seriously that time. That was good, right? Um, I think just as earth beings, (sighs) we are, you know, kind of programmed to fit in that it's it's a survival mechanism and so we often learn to ignore our internal world and so I think that reconnecting with that and also saying it's okay yeah you know like I'm allowed to feel how I feel even if it's different than what society is asking me to portray hmm I don't know how to do a personal versus professional for this topic this was very personal (laughs) This was a personal, personal episode to begin with. This was your hell. I think we're this, go- is- this is literally my hell. This is you having to talk about yourself this much about something so real. You did really good. Thank I you. actually can't believe you let me talk about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you did listen. have an entire episode about my miscarriage, though, so it yes. feels only fair to do this. That is very fair. Right? Also, I go to therapy, <laughs> you know, a lot to really learn yes. how to, to yeah. connect with my inner world and be able to express it to others. So, and I think this podcast is so helpful for that, too. Because really I is. don't have a fucking choice, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you really don't. I just don't. don't have a choice. No, we still have to show up and do this right, every week. Right. Or else I think Nikki will quit because yes, we put her through so we much. Yes, and we can't lose her. We can't lose Nikki. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, we have to stay. We have to stay. She keeps us in line. So, hey, man. Hey. Thanks for doing this with me another season. Oh, my God. This is amazing. I can't believe we're done season two. I know. Season three, there's some cool stuff coming. Should we give anyone a... Do we Should... even know? Well, we have one th- cool thing that's coming. I'm ready. That is going to reflect the new season, which is we have had quite a lot of people talk about and ask us about premarital counseling. So we have an e-course coming out. I was like, I had no idea where you were going. You, first but of all. I was going to say, my grief is fi- that's another thing about grief is like you can milk it and be like, it's just <laughs> fogging my brain. I have no idea what you're talking about. If you have about. a card to pull, car, pull it. Um, so next season is going to also, we're talking a little bit about more premarital, some wedding stuff. People ask about that all the time. And then all we the figured, time. fuck it, we'll just make an e-course of how to do this because we offer it. And and, you know, and it's it's a course that's also not religiously based. No, no, no. And I think that, that people are looking for that, yes. right? And there's a lot there's a lot of premarital that's connected to like pre-cana. Yes, and is that how you say it? Pre-con- I have yes. no idea. I and I was I hoping, I was looking at your face, hoping that you would just affirm Look at me. that that's what it is. I'm a Jew. I have no idea. Anyone know? No one in no this one, room? No one, no, no one knows. Okay. Okay. We're going to no go idea. with Precana. Yes, yeah. We'll say Precana. That. The, oh, Precana. Precana. We, pre-cana. Someone okay, just said okay, Precana. Cool, cool, okay, cool. great. So, <laughs> so if you are someone who is looking to do that, or if you want to buy a really nice gift, that's a better bridal shower gift, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. How to make your marriage last. But, you know, sure, also, you can buy a fucking air fryer, because who doesn't want one? So... They really are incredible. Season two. Thanks for showing up. Thanks, Thanks for so being much. here. And we'll talk to you guys soon in season three. Bye. Bye.